are now listening to Digital Doorways, where our audience learns from our expert guests as we explore their experiences with branding, transformation, and change. Unlock the digital doorways and embark on a journey of knowledge and growth. Now here is our host, Blue Text founder, Jason Siegel. Welcome to Digital Doorways, the podcast that unlocks the world of transformative leadership, strategic positioning, and visionary change. I'm your host, Jason Siegel, founder of Blue Text. Today we have an extraordinary episode in store. I am super excited for this one. Jeff Grass, chairman and CEO of Hungary, a culinary visionary backed by an illustrious lineup of investors, including, get this, Jay-Z, DeAndre Hopkins, Lonzo Ball, and Kevin Hart. These luminaries have been instrumental in Hungary's meteoric rise as they joined forces with the company in raising over $60 million in seed funding since its inception, propelling it to an awe-inspiring valuation of $270 million. Incredible. Hungary's journey began as a tech-enabled platform for office and event catering, but has since rapidly evolved into a national powerhouse for top chef-made food productions and delivery services. This encompasses business and event catering, contract meal delivery services, chef-centric pop-ups, virtual chef experiences, and all sorts of meal delivery solutions, even extending to in-office snack solutions. Beyond its culinary offerings, Hungary excels in last-mile logistics across various sectors, providing world-class delivery and logistical services for prepared meals, meal kits, groceries, healthcare, education, fulfillment centers, subscription services, government relief, nonprofits. It's an incredible organization. Today, we're going to dive deep into Jeff Grass's journey as the extraordinary transformative of Hungary, where branding, innovation, and strategic positioning are reshaping how we experience food and its delivery. Join us for this captivating conversation as we explore the visionary leadership behind Hungary and its dynamic presence in the culinary and logistics landscapes. Thanks for joining us on Digital Doorways, Jeff. Excited to be here, Jason. Thank you. Excellent. Let's jump right into it. Hungary has evolved into a national platform offering a range of culinary services from office catering to meal delivery and the whole nine yards. Can you tell us about this transformation and change and the driving force behind expanding your overall offerings sure sure well we you know we started hungry as uh you know it's a b2b food tech company as a platform to connect companies to top local chefs um for office and event catering um but you know when 2022 uh or 2020 arrived and COVID arrived um it it required us to get you know pretty creative so we ended up trying to leverage a lot of the core capabilities and, and assets that, that Hungry has um, in some new ways. And so that led us into uh, virtual experiences and, uh, and last mile food delivery, uh, both of which are, are key parts of our business today. So it's a much more diversified you know, set of suite of solutions that we offer than what we'd originally anticipated, but uh, I think it makes us you know, all the stronger. Your platform connects clients with top local chefs. How does Hungry maintain a consistent brand identity while accommodating so many culinary styles and cultures and preferences across 
so many different cities and markets throughout the country? Yeah, great question. So that that's what's really cool about Hungary is is that um, we enable companies to tap into you know a wide range of local chefs and restaurants. Um, uh, you know, we have over 500 on the platform. So we do, it's a curated group that we do lots of vetting and screening. We do tastings of every dish before it's available. Um, but, the, you know, the way that we work with our partners, our chef and restaurant partners is, is very much as a partnership. So Hungary's role is, is to provide our clients a, a managed food service. We do, you know, everything from sales to delivery, the service, um, everything but the cooking. And so, um, so as we as we talk you know, the, the, as we talk with our clients as they get to know us they really understand Hungary as the platform that is is providing this overall solution but each day you can have a different chef a different restaurant um, so it gives you access to tremendous amounts of variety so um, different tastes flavors styles um, each day um, and so that's what makes it you know I think so compelling is clients want variety there are people in the office that are eating the food don't want to eat the same food every day or food that tastes kind of the same every day um, but but they want the consistency the reliability that comes with a, a single provider you know managing it all and making sure everything is executed to perfection yeah definitely food fatigue is an issue for people they fall in love with something they eat it every day and then they never wanted to eat it again <laughs> definitely have been through that and it's also awesome that you've got a company called Hungary that doesn't cook food, just modern day technology <laughs> played out. So Hungary's focus, you know, one of these pieces is last mile delivery and logistics services definitely sets you apart in the culinary industry. Can you elaborate on the challenges that that brings and opportunities of providing world class food delivery services to such a diverse set of sectors from prepared meals to even government relief? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, so so part of the, the, the hungry platform is we have a heavy investment in technology and and part of that is all around logistics. So we've we've uh, uh, you know put a, a lot of time money effort into uh, into the logistics technology and the capabilities to ensure ultra reliability. It's something that the clients on our catering side, you know, value greatly. And so when COVID hit, we, we found an opportunity to leverage a lot of those skills and capabilities in new ways around last mile food delivery. So it started, like you said, you know, very much around uh, relief, you know, types of efforts, you know, COVID relief, you know, helping support different governmental organizations. Um, in the summer of 2020, we were delivering a million and a half meals a month to low income seniors across all five boroughs of New York. Uh, and that then, you know, led to opportunities all across the country. We were springing up um, uh, food delivery operations all over. Um, Today we've learned that um, you know while there's there's obviously you know no more COVID relief happening, we've evolved it into a, a really compelling platform uh, for last mile food delivery for uh, a variety of different you know corporate partners um, like you mentioned food delivery um, uh, prepared meal companies, um, online grocers, uh, you know different meal kit companies things like that, and. Uh, what we're able to do is deliver, you know, much more efficiency, so lower cost, um, and also much more reliably than they can with other types of partners, especially, you know, folks like FedEx and UPS are trying to do it themselves. So it's a it's a really neat business that uh, is, is is grown quite quickly for us and and has become a, a real additive, you know, complementary part of our overall platform. So you got B to G, B to B, and then you partner through B to C. And you ventured <laughs> yeah. into you ventured into virtual chef experiences and chef centric pop ups. How do these initiatives contribute to the overall brand's positioning and how customers engage with you? 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, for clients, we really are a, a one-stop, you know, uh, uh, shop for a, a suite of different solutions for engaging uh, their team um, and engaging their clients. Um, it, it, it's it's on-site, you know, food and events in, in various you know ways, um, and we can also do a range of virtual experiences as well. Um, that also was something we created during the COVID pandemic, um, but we still find today with lots of companies embracing work from anywhere, um, uh, a need to engage you know, their teams and, and their clients in, in a variety of ways you know, virtually. So um, it's really neat. It, it leverages a lot of our, our, our chefs or celebrities um, who have incredibly compelling you know, personalities, and we can do you know, online uh, through Zoom-based experiences a, you know, cooking or, 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 you know, tastings or different types of, of experiences where you get to do it along with the chef. You're not watching them do it, but, you know, you're participating uh, along with. And so it makes it very interactive and, and, and super fun. Now, let's dive a little bit closer in on the B2B side, because in B2B relationships, there's a lot of sensitivity around uh, controlling the brand experience, controlling the customer experience, and then also having full ownership of the data. Um, Hungary's platforms offers contracted meal delivery services. How do you maintain the brand standards and quality when delivering meals on behalf of other brands? And how does this impact your overall brand's image? Yeah, in, in with regards to our last mile delivery services, we, we very much operate as a white label you know, service provider. So. Um, you know, we, we hold ourselves to you know, very high standards. You know, we utilize uh, in the catering side a lot of those same capabilities. Um, so, so they're they're utilized in many ways. But we very much map to exactly what our our individual clients are looking for. So we, as part of our of our of our process of working with them, really define kind of a uh, a set of, of of procedures and policies that that we follow. Um, it's really on the hungry side uh, or the, the catering side where the hungry brand really shines through. So um, we have uh, it's very much kind of a hungry branded experience. And then we we insert kind of as an ingredient brand, the brands of our different chef partners and restaurants. So we do work hard to really you know bring that chef story into the office because um, we find it's just really compelling for the for the diners, the people eating the food that day to know that, hey, you know, today Will Smith's personal chefs, you know, making made lunch for us, or tomorrow is a chef that used to cook for President Obama in the White House, or the former executive chef of the Taj Mahal Hotel Resort in India with really authentic Indian food is making, you know, lunch on Friday. And so, um, you know, these are all chefs that are on the Hungry platform. And and so the more we can help tell their story, um, you know, elevates, you know, kind of enhances the overall experience. And so that's what we're trying to do is not just provide food, but really a, a, a unique and compelling, you know, food experience that helps engage your team uh, in in uh, in fun ways. That would be an interesting way of doing the user experience. Pick the celebrity you want to eat like. <laughs> yes, <that's true. laughs> you know, um, digital, uh, obviously, website experiences and digital marketing. It's obviously core to what I do as founder of Blue Text. And, you know, you're dealing with uh, many different uh, audiences. And when you look at your website, um, you know, you, you, you bring all those audiences in, but you're not really calling out like, are you a business or are you government? Can you share examples of how Hungary uses digital marketing and your overall online presence to reinforce its brand and engage with such a wide audience array in the culinary industry? 
Sure, sure. Well, I, I will freely admit we are nowhere near as sophisticated as you are uh, in with regards to digital marketing. Um, uh, it, you know, our our go to market is very heavy direct sales. Um, so, you know, ninety plus percent of our effort is is very much around a, a direct sales driven effort. It's about reaching out in, into the businesses that um, you know we know have a need for for for, for catering or their food services, and then introducing them to hungry and talking about the advantages that we have and trying to see if there's a, a good fit with the, with their needs. Um, but we do use um, digital marketing in a, in a variety of ways. Um, we, we have, uh, you know, kind of standard SEM, SEO kinds of programs that are designed to just help, help build awareness and drive you know, interest to our sites, um, to different landing pages and things that um, speak more specifically to different audiences um, versus, you know, kind of the one size fits all message you mentioned. Um, and uh, and then we've also now um, really you know, created separate sites for some of our, our our very specific offerings. So our last mile food delivery business has its own website at at Hungry Last Mile. Our our VX business has its own uh, website uh, at Hungry VX. Um, so uh, we have started to to try to separate some of those messages to make it a little bit you know clearer and, and more focused you know for the audience. That makes a lot of sense. They resonate. The first thing they see is not too much of an umbrella message, but that first message would resonate much better with them that way. I think that's the right way to go. Good now, good. you know, you're taking on so many different avenues in quote unquote food or culinary. It's extremely competitive in in all these areas. You know, even you said you're doing grocery delivery. It's like you're up against Instacart even. How does Hungary's brand positioning help it stand out and thrive in these challenging markets? Yeah, well, I, I think it, it appears probably broader than it is. Like we're not a B2C competitor, so we, we don't really compete with Instacart, but um, it, it's online grocers that provide, you know, kind of subscription services, um, you know, to consumers. And so much like for a, a prepared meal company, we're, we're providing the same type of service. Um, I'd say on the catering side, we do have a, a range of different offerings, you know, from buffet style to what we call group order. So that's individual order, um, individually packaged meals. So there's a, a range of different things. But what we're finding is, is that um, companies need that flexibility that in, in today's world, you know, it, it's not like it was pre-pandemic where everybody was in the office five days a week and you kind of knew you know, exactly how many people were coming in every day. And so, um, so we have some companies who have, you know, it's required to be in, you know, two days a week and they do buffet style on those days because they know how many people are coming and they want to encourage more collaboration and, 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 and team building and culture. And then on the other days, they use our group order solution, which is individual order. So for those that choose to come in on those, those non-required days, um, they can still, you know, you know, feed them, um, but they're not, you know, ordering food, they're guessing at how many are coming in and, uh, and then having lots of food waste. So, um, so we're finding, you know, flexibility and the ability to, to create, you know, more customized solutions for clients is really the name of the game uh, these days. And so uh, what's nice is the Hungry platform was very much built with, you know, the ability to flex up and down and, and, and really tailor and create, you know, pretty customized solutions. Um, so uh, our, our, our clients are businesses, organizations, you know, that, that feed their teams or, or need food delivery. Um, so I think that, that, that is, you know, very clear. And then, but how we we can serve them, you know, gives us a lot of flexibility, you know, based on on the specific needs that they have. You know, in business, everything is uh, an acronym, and um, 
RTO is the new thing, return to office. You're an RTO solution provider now. You, you, <laughs> you, you encourage people to come to the office. They can get perfect nourishment. Um, I love it. I love it. <laughs> in the context of branding, just diving a little deeper, mm -hmm. you know, there's a bunch of sectors you're focused on. What unique challenges and opportunities arise when operating in sectors like healthcare, education, subscription services, which Hungry serves with its food delivery and logistics services? Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's really speaking to the last mile part of our business. And so there are, a, you know, like you said, a handful of different types of, of, of uh, categories of, of clients that we serve. Um, and, and they do have, you know, somewhat different, the, the, the core need is the same. It's around how do I get, um, you know, a box or bag of food, you know, uh, delivered to, you know, to consumer homes, um, but exactly what's in it, you know, the, is it um, and, and, and how frequently and, and, and the kinds of uh, uh, requirements they have around it, you know, can vary quite a bit. So, um, but I, I'd say what, what makes it easier for us is, is that that core need around delivery, how we do that is very consistent. Um, but if it's, is it frozen meals? Is it one meal? Is it a bunch? Um, you know, do we need to pick up, you know, uh, reusable tent bags and and uh, and cold packs so that you can recycle, reuse, a more environmentally friendly delivery, or is it just dropping off boxes of food? Um, those are the things that we very much need to kind of work with our clients and customize. So, so what we try to do is really spend a lot of time up front with the client. You know, really understanding, okay, what are you trying to achieve? What's important to you? Let's create, you know, very specific, you know, standard operating procedures around how we want to deliver it. You know, do you want us to, you know, you know. Uh, you know, ensure it's handed off to the consumer. Do you want it left at the doorstep? Do you want a photo taken of it? Um, so there's there's lots of, of things that we do to make sure it's it's very much designed around exactly how the client wants it done. And then we, you know, we 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 you know work really hard to make sure that happens every time. And in a world where almost everything is a commodity, it's really hard to differentiate, especially sometimes in food. And the the consumer or the business who they choose to go with often in today's world is often around what is their their eco story their green story their sustainability story and businesses and consumers they, they really want to support businesses that are really good for the long-term future of earth and society overall so and in your business there's tons of packaging there's delivery so carbon footprint there's you know you're you're right in the cross section of a lot of these very hot topics which is a challenge but also could be an opportunity if it's managed and handled well so sustainability and ethical sourcing are increasingly important how does hungary incorporate those values into its uh, identity its position and its services it's a it's a big area of focus for us, and it has been since the the founding day of the company. Um, you know, our core purpose is to improve the lives of everyone we touch, um, but we we focus on really four key groups: who's our, you know, the chef and restaurant partners we have on our platform, uh, the clients that we serve, giving back in the communities where we operate, and our team. So those are kind of like the four key groups. And what we try to do is is any any new initiative, any service we provide, we want to make each of those groups better off in the process. Um, so from the, the catering part of our business, it's an incredible platform for chef entrepreneurship. Um, uh, you'll, you'll see, um, you know, that we have a very diverse group of chefs on the platform. 
Um, we have a disproportionately higher percentage of, of, of minority chefs, um, of female chefs, of recent immigrants, um, primarily because Hungary you know, allows them to start a business without needing any capital down. Um, you just have to be a talented chef and work hard and, and, and you can do really, really well. So um, some of our clients you know, really appreciate that, really celebrate kind of supporting the local chef and the local entrepreneurs. Um, we, we've also had, in terms of, of giving back to community, um, there's really two core pillars of, of, of our commitment to community. One is around helping fight hunger, um, and we do that through for every two meals that we sell, we, we provide a meal, um, and we've now provided over a million meals um, to help fight hunger in the communities where we operate, so in the 13 different cities that we operate in today. Um, and the other is around environmental sustainability, which you touched on. Um, our, our, our caterings utilize uh, uh, our, our, our buffet-style caterings utilize materials that are either fully compostable and biodegradable or that we can recycle and reuse. So we've worked really hard to try to eliminate, you know, the, the, the waste, you know, footprint. Um, we work really hard to eliminate food waste as well, because um, that's also not good for the environment. It's, it's cost savings and, uh, and, 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 you know, just uh, uh, and, and good all around to avoid it if you can. Um, we, uh, we also recently, earlier this year, rolled out um, an industry first, which is carbon neutral delivery. Um, and, and the way we do that is, is that we're, we're actually um, funding the growth of a mangrove forest in the Philippines. Um, the reason we chose mangroves is they sequester carbon at four times the rate of a typical tree. Um, so they're, they're you know, really, really great at pulling CO2 out of the atmosphere. And so the idea is, is that um, uh, you know, we, we are, are planting and building trees that will offset the carbon footprint of, of each catering delivery uh, in that same year. And so, um, so just different things that we're trying to do that we think uh, are, are, you know, the right things to do for, for, for the company, the right things to do for our communities and the planet. And, uh, uh, and, and honestly, just makes it more motivating for everybody here. Um, so it's, it's just, we think it's the right thing to do. That's excellent. And, you know, during COVID, all of that do good that you did uh, for society and helping uh, frontline workers, that wound up really being a PR machine for you. There wasn't a day that I couldn't open up uh, the internet and see your brand and all the amazing things you were doing to support. So, of course, oh, you did it with all good intention, but it definitely, uh, you know, me as a owner of a PR firm, it definitely, I was like, wow. <laughs> this guy's a P, this guy's a PR genius. This is amazing. <laughs> well, well, we're we're super fortunate and blessed in that we've got a lot of of celebrity investors. Um, you know, Jay Z, Usher, Kevin Hart. You know, celebrity chefs like Tom Colicchio and Ming Tsai. Um, and so we, we we really during the pandemic tried to tap into them and um and and what's nice was they were very uh, uh, philanthropic and willing to give. So they helped you know fund meals that we could then give away in different communities. And then you know leverage their 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 fame to help you know get the word out. Um, but we did try to do lots of things. We had a six thousand meal giveaway in, in Arlington, Virginia, to just uh, with a focus on raising awareness around food insecurity in the country. And we got you know tons of local press and TV and stuff to, to just help you know highlight um, you know how how big of a challenge it is in a country as rich as we are. Um, it's shocking you know how many people are are at risk um, you know for hunger on a on a daily basis. And so just trying to trying to do our part and, uh, and and give back where we can. That's excellent. Now you are talking to one of the biggest Jay-Z fans in the world, so I gotta ask, I saw you took a picture with him. What's he like? What's it been, what's <laughs> it been like working with him? 
is it really just his money and you're dealing with his people or have you had some interaction with him in the onset and continuing uh, as you're growing this this business? Yeah, I got to spend a day with him um, uh, or, or half a day, I suppose. Um, we, we originally got introduced to Jay and the family through his personal chef, Chef Brandon Crow. Um, uh, Jay-Z and, and Beyonce's personal chef, we, we, we got on board as an advisor early on and uh, uh, about two years in, he he uh, we were we were about to raise a Series A round of financing, and he asked if um, he could introduce the concept to Jay to see if he might want to invest. And so we were super fortunate that uh, he he got excited about what we were doing and and decided to lean in and and uh, and, and support us. So um, you know what what's nice is is when you've got someone like Jay Z in your corner, you know you get you know way more than your fair share of press and PR. So um, we we've certainly tried to leverage that to the hilt. Um, he's also helped connect us with, you know, lots of others that have kind of come into the into the hungry family. I think it was through through um, Jay Z and his team that we got connected to Kevin Hart and a lot of the NFL football players that are investors in Hungary. So um, it's been it's been really nice, uh, uh, and and we feel incredibly fortunate. And are a lot of the football players part of his uh, sports agents agency, or they're just people he knew? Um, it, not in every case, but but many of them are, um, I believe, are, are represented by Rock Nation, um, uh, like Nindamak and Sue and Bobby Wagner and some of those some of those players that, that are investors. And the most important question is, do you do you call him Sean or do you call him Jay? <laughs> Jay. <laughs> no. I, uh, it's Sean Carter, you know, is his real name. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, uh, he goes by Jay. That's how I was introduced, at least. So, um, it's funny, though, that you know, these celebrities, like, like, in the case of Usher, we, we met Usher through his mom, who, who owns and operates a, a really fantastic incubator kitchen in Atlanta. Um, so, uh, her name's Janetta Patton. She's fantastic. And, um, and it's just it's interesting, you know, just how how engaging these pe people are. You know, you see them on TV, and you you know they're 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 larger than life, but uh, in in person they're just you know in, incredibly nice people many times. That's great to hear. Now you've got a you're a serial entrepreneur, a lot of success, a lot of exits. Food is hunger. This is a whole new space for you versus uh, live safe and buy safe. You know, very. Very different, although obviously rooted in technology, um, and obviously this this uh, I don't even know if it's considered a startup anymore. But this business or this venture, uh, you've teamed up with the same folks you've teamed up with in the past. What inspired Hungary's founders to create a platform that not only connects clients with chefs but also provides a wide array of culinary services? And how has this unique vision influenced the overall brand journey? Yeah, yeah, yes, uh, yeah. This is the fourth bit, uh, technology company I've, I've co-founded and led. Um, the first in food. Uh, I, I started with my two co-founders of my last company at LiveSafe, and um, the original kernel of the idea really came out of our experiences there, where um, you know we wanted to bring in lunch with the team, and and actually it even started more on a personal level, uh, where my my co-founders are Persian background, used to more authentic kind of home cooked meals, and. And 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 there just wasn't a whole lot of uh, that kind of, of food available in, in Roslyn at the time, Roslyn, Virginia, and uh, and so this idea of could we create a marketplace that connects 
uh, office workers with amazing local cooks is kind of how it started. So it started as a little bit more B2C. Um, and then as we started to, to build it, we quickly pivoted to B2B, you know, meaning more catering as opposed to, you know, direct to, to office worker, having them pay for it. Um, and, uh, and it really just came together and, and took off from there. So it, it's been an incredible journey. We started in uh, late 2016, early 2017. So it's been about six years. And, uh, um, you know, now we've raised about 60 million in venture funding. We're in 13 major cities um, and, and growing, you know, quite quickly about doubling every year. So it's been, uh, it's, it, it's, it's been, it's, uh, it's a really fun ride so far. Doubling every year, can't beat that. And looking ahead, how do you envision Hungary's brand evolving in this very dynamic culinary landscape? And what innovation approaches do you plan to take that you're comfortable to share with our audience? Yeah, so, you know, we're, we are, are, are very much, you know, trying to disrupt, you know, the office food market at the core um, and, and then, you know, some derivative kind of related markets, you know, uh, uh, alongside that. But like you said, sort of, you know, an RTO business, you know, we're really helping, um, uh, you know, companies with with their return to office and providing a suite of solutions, you know, centered around food. Uh, last year, we acquired NatureBox, which is a healthy snacks company, um, and have, have evolved that into a very broad and, and compelling office snack and pantry solutions, you know, offering as well. Um, so I think you'll you'll see us continue to utilize technology in, in new and interesting ways to uh, to to enable you know, uh, office office food solutions in, in a more efficient and more dynamic way, and also using technology in the future to engage the end users, the, the diners, um, you know, much more you know, effectively, you know, helping elevate the overall experience. So a lot of what we're focused on these days is how do we enhance that experience? So it's not just, you know, hungry as a platform for office food, but, um, but, but really a much more engaging, you know, employee experience for, for people. You know, I was expecting you to say, you know, people who are working on the 13th floor, they'll be able to open the window and a hungry drone will just fly right in and drop off some chicken parmesan for you. Come yeah. on, tell us. I, I know you got that in the lab right now, right? <laughs> yeah, I, actually, we're working more on AI than, than drone technology these days, but uh, but maybe one day. <laughs> how are you? Uh, how is AI applying? What What division of the business? Anything you could share there? Uh, yeah, a lot of it is is through the theme of you know how do we engage and, and support our clients in more efficient and effective ways utilizing that technology, and also how do we operate our business in more efficient and effective ways. So, like you know, two broad broad themes, um, but you know, a lot of, of of office food catering is is trying to understand you know what the the, the clients you know needs are, their, their allergens, the food allergies in the office, things like that, and then presenting a range of different choices in, in, in selection, really helping them kind of craft, you know, what is the ideal catering for their offer? Um, so um, so, so it, it's in that vein that, that we're, we're trying to utilize and develop AI um, to help, you know, automate that, make it a much more interesting experience than the more traditional Okay, I hear what you're saying. Let me send you a quote. You know, no, that's not quite right. You know, the back and forth of a of a traditional, you know, kind of process of of, of purchasing catering. So, uh, more to come. I don't want to totally spill the beans, but uh, uh, and I'm not. You know, if, if we can pull it off, I think it'll be you know super super you know cool. Excellent. Um, thanks for sharing that. And I was also curious: is 
part of the vision, uh, I don't know if the ideal customer or the ideal customer profile is more in the HR uh, human resource department, but are you integrating in with Workday and other uh, human resource uh, planning or uh, sort of ERP applications to be, you know, seamlessly integrated in? Um, we are not today. Um, that hasn't been a, a huge driving, you know, desire, you know, from a, a client perspective. Um, the buyer of our of our solutions, you know, sometimes it's HR, sometimes it's facilities or operations. It, it it's interesting that the responsibility for foods um, kind of sits with different people inside different different companies. Um, but uh, but yes, I, I do think as 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 companies see food as an important tool to. Um, not just get people back to the office, but make them more productive, um, make it, you know, uh, enhance culture, you know, see it more strategically. I think, yes, you know, that we may find ourselves working more, more tightly with HR in a variety of different ways. Excellent. And a closing question. We've got a lot of uh, venture-backed uh, CEOs listening and in startups. And you as a leader in the culinary and food delivery industry, what advice do you have for other companies and business leaders looking to expand expand their brand offerings while maintaining a strong, consistent brand identity? Uh, great question. You know, I, 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 in my, my, my experience has been, you know, this has been a much more challenging operating environment these last few years than anything I've seen before. You know, obviously we've had COVID, you know, crazy inflation challenges, um, uh, you know, labor shortages, uh, you know, war in Ukraine, there's just so many thing, things that are happening. Now you've got, you know, Fed raising interest rates, economy slowing. Um, it just seems like, you know, there's, there's constant change. So, um, so with that, I, I think it's easy to get distracted and lost. Um, uh, and, and, and I think the core of it, which we always try to bring ourselves back to is just make sure we're really keeping our eye on the customer. Um, you know, what are their needs? What are their pain points? You know, what do they value? Um, you know, how do we continue to provide, you know, more and more layers of value for them? And so um, I, I think if you can wrap yourself at the core around, you know, making sure you're, 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 you're creating an exceptional um, experience, you know, and, and ultimately product market fit, um, you know, the rest of it will kind of take care of itself. Um, uh, and, and then it's kind of staying true to your overall kind of purpose or vision of the business as well. So, um, you know, hyper-focus on the client, you know, kind of you know, you know, keep the, you know, the the vision is kind of the ballast as as, as you're sort of tracking forwards. But uh, um, uh, and I think then that you know the branding just kind of helps kind of stay consistent and, and and follows from there. So or will evolve from there as your customer you know needs change as well. That's kind of how we think of it. I'm not sure you're much more of the expert though here, Jason, than I am. So um, uh, so so um, tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> No, it sounds really consistent with a lot of the ways we strategize with our clients. Jeff, we know you're super busy. You've got a really thriving, successful business. Uh, thank you for joining us on today's episode of Digital Doorways, and we hope to have you on a future episode. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Pleasure to be here. Okay.